Proverbs chapter 22, verse 29 says, Do you see a man skillful in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before obscure men. Fellow Marketplace Christians, stop apologizing and start winning. Welcome to the Success Edge, the show that helps you take your walk as a Marketplace Christian to the next level. Here's your host, Christian entrepreneur, Tyler McCart. So what's going on, Success Edge listeners? Tyler McCart coming at you. Episode 115, baby. Wow. I am, as you can tell, I'm driving. It's just like you and I sitting in the car together, riding down the road. Actually, I'm on 285 in Atlanta, headed south. Getting ready to get on 675 and 75, going to South Georgia. Georgia. That's right. Got some stuff doing for my job. And, man, I tell you, 2017 is the year of rest for Mr. McCart. Rest. And I don't have time to go into that right now, but very excited about that because rest, when you are actually resting in the Lord, um, I recently heard a minister talk about this, that rest is actually the highest form of faith. Okay? So again, (laughs) I don't have time to go into it. Uh, Hit me up on Twitter. Um, if you want to chat about it and we'll go from there so today I felt prompted to talk about cultivating an atmosphere of success in your home God's way really okay this is obviously God's way always God's way Cultivating an atmosphere of success, spiritual success, you know, really, in your home. And I've got 10 things that I have, that Amy and I practice in our home with our children. We have four children, uh, Tyler, who is seven, Trinity, who is five, Timothy, who is three, and Taylor, who is getting ready to be two <clears throat> wow, two years old. So yeah, seven, five, three, and two is the ages of our chitlins, which is uh, always fun, always fun. But the reason why I wanted to come at you with this is I recently listened to a, a fantastic message by a gentleman named Chris. Uh, I'm going to hopefully get his last name right. Volutin. All right, Chris Valutin, and that's Chris with a K. And Chris is out of Bethel, and I believe he is the um, <clears throat> head of the School of Ministry there, and he has his own podcast. And um, honestly, Chris's podcast, I mean, I've been, I just recently discovered Chris. I mean, I've been listening to Bethel, mainly Bill. Johnson for what now maybe two or three years I've been listening to Bethel but I'm not sure if it just kind of popped up on as a suggestion in my iTunes uh, you know directory that here's something that relates to Bethel that you might enjoy um, or other people listen to this 
but it popped up and I, you know, popped over to it and I started listening to Chris's, uh, you know, uh, his teaching and his ministry and his preaching. And man, I really have enjoyed uh, this gentleman's um, just how he delivers the word. And, you know, he talked about a, he had a message on, you know, cultivating prophetic families or prophetic children. It was his title of his uh, message. And, you know, for me, I, I really, I mean, it was, he had two parts to it. It really did minister to me. Um, I was totally, I was all in. <laughs> and I took down the notes and he gave, he gave seven things uh, that he did with his children. And they really, on, I mean, honestly, a lot of these, um, well, a couple of them, I, Amy and I had done or had been doing, but then there were several of them uh, out of the seven that, um, you know, I hadn't done or I had never even thought about doing with my children. And, and then, you know, as I re-listened to it a couple times, uh, it really ministered to me and, you know, the Holy Spirit prompted me to say, hey, Tyler, you need to put this out there on the Success Edge because it will definitely minister to people uh, that are listening and that will gain a lot more you know, insight in how to raise children. If you don't have children, this is a great one to listen to. Uh, if you got grandchildren, then guess what? It's a great one to listen to. <laughs> All of it's great. Now, again, because I'm driving, uh, I'm not going to go over chapter and verse of where... Uh, you know, certain things are in the Bible, I'm going to make reference to them and then you can go back and look them up because again, you know, kind of the way that, you know, right now in this season of the success edge is me driving in the car with you. We're taking a car, uh, car ride to wherever I'm going and we'll probably talk to you for about the next, you know, 20, 30 minutes. Okay. So let's jump into these. Uh, I've got 10. I added three of my own uh, that I wanted to get out there, but I'm going to start off with Chris's seven that he mentions, and then I'm going to kind of talk about each one of them and kind of how we have, how we've applied them. Okay, so one of the first things that uh, he talks about on the on the podcast on that actually message, he talks about number one, teach your children to expect dreams. Okay. And what, is, what, what he means by that is actually dreams from the Lord. You know, one of the things that, you know, I know for me personally, that as I've come up in the body of Christ, you know, this was never taught, you know, where, where I grew up in, this good old Snowville, Georgia, just wasn't taught to me about dreams and the interpretation of dreams. I'd read it in the Bible and thought, oh, man, that's pretty cool. But I would never really, you know, sit there and go, man, you know, man, what does my dream mean? Or is it a foreshadowing of something? And I don't believe that all your dreams, okay, that you have um, are a direct thing from the Lord because it could be, you know, something you ate the other uh, night that kind of triggers some things or whatever it might be. Um, but I do believe that God does speak to us through, our, through dreams, 
because there are multiple, multiple examples of that in the Bible, okay? Um, I mean, I can rattle off, you know, Jacob uh, had dreams, Joseph had dreams, uh, Pharaoh uh, had dreams, um, you know, Daniel had dreams, um, all these people had dreams, and I mean, Joseph, the father of, well, the, um, the earthly father of Jesus, Joseph had dreams, so if these men and women of God had dreams, guys, don't you think that probably God is still speaking through dreams? <laughs> and, you know, you got to kind of wake up and start to smell the roses. Well, Chris goes into this thing about, you know, how we've got to cultivate a culture in our house with our children about dreams. And how that God will speak to us through through dreams, um, and one of the things he, he references the the actual story, but you know you kind of think about why was Joseph able to interpret dreams, or why was Joseph able to, you know, uh, understand dreams? Well, it was because in his house. He came from a lineage of dreams. Abraham had dreams. Isaac had dreams. And these dreams were obviously passed down. So therefore, here Joseph goes, well, grandpa had, you know, my great-grandfather had, a, had dreams. You know, granddaddy had dreams. And my dad had had dreams. Maybe I should have dreams. And maybe they come from the Lord. <laughs> You see how if you kind of cultivate it, if you actually tell stories about your own dreams, that guess what? God will actually, you know, bless that and speak to your children through dreams that they will have. Now, so what what Amy and I have done with our own children since we've started to learn this is actually when they're going to bed at night, uh, we've been, you know, as we pray with them, you know, sing them a lullaby because they like having lullabies sung to them. We actually tell them, you know, hey, you're going to have great dreams. God's going to speak to you through your dreams. And, you know, from time to time at the dinner table, right, or when they wake up and they're coming down from, you know, uh, the ha- uh, down to breakfast, we will ask them, hey, Tyler, or hey, Trinity, we don't really ask Timothy and Taylor quite yet because they, they don't know how to communicate things. But Tyler and Trinity, they can actually talk in complete sentences and they can communicate. So we've asked them, hey, what did you dream about? You know, did God send you a dream? Some dreams, you know, honestly, and I don't think this is anything big deal, but some dreams are, you know, uh, kind of wild and it's just kind of coming from a child's uh, imagination about teenage mutant ninja turtles you know jumping off the the building and sometimes like that and you know sometimes we have to kind of filter through and make sure that they're just not making up something just because they want to tell us a a dream but we still encourage it we still tell them that God speaks to us through dreams you know God speaks to me through dreams um, I recently had a dream um, that I shared with my wife that she said, man, that's definitely from the Lord, Tyler. 
and you know we definitely can see that another kind of dream that I know that I've had um, is where that something evil might be wanting to come my way that I can sense from that dream and you know whenever I wake up I, I take that and recognize it and say you know what this dream is not of God and but it's actually a forerunner of what what Satan might want to lay ahead of me as far as you know something to hurt me or my family um, and I I take authority over the dream I take authority over that uh, you know attack that the enemy would want to bring my way and I rebuke it I cancel its assignment and it, that it has no it's null void and harmless to to my family and to me the no weapon formed against us shall prosper I mean that's basically what I do whenever a dream a you know very negative dream that I can sense and I wake up um, you know so those are just some things that's one thing that I do the next thing and I, I apologize for rambling but I just want to explain that that was really just a very profound thing um, this is something that we started to inject into number two is when you're sitting at the dinner table with your children ask ask say one of your children that can communicate properly ask them hey um, and I do this with Tyler you know and let me just say what it is um, ask them to tell if Jesus walked into the room what would he say about your sister or brother okay so now what you've injected is you know a prophetic word you know a, uh, a prophetic word from that child and you know we've done this with Tyler and Trinity and we've kind of started doing a little bit with Timothy because uh, Timothy started to communicate but not not totally but we'll stop you know kind of as we're you know going around the dinner table talking and so forth I'll just kind of say hey Tyler if Jesus walked into the room right now what would he say about Timothy and I'll say you know close your eyes and just think about it and I'll actually point to kind of your heart to for him to listen for what Jesus would say and I'll have him you know speak that out loud about what he'll say and he'll say certain things like you know I've heard him say you know Timothy God loves you or that he loves he loves uh, Timothy um, he'll also say Timothy's going to be uh, re- really funny you know just different things and you know it's an encouragement to the child that's receiving that but it's also teaching you know your children how to hear what Jesus would say about someone right and have and give a prophetic word to that person a word of encouragement to that person number three ah this is a good one teach them to lay hands on other people okay now and and I, and I, there's a little uh, side note with this as well but have your children actually lay hands on people and pray for them now I know for me that we Amy and I we've done this quite a bit already uh, before I, I knew about this but 
there was one thing that he mentioned in it that I I'd kind of forgotten about doing, and I'm glad he brought it up, and I'll come back to that in a second. But you know, Amy and I, we we've taught our children, taught even Tyler Jr. from a very very young age, that if he gets hurt or if somebody gets hurt around him or if mommy and daddy get hurt, you know, physically hurt, that he can come up to mommy or daddy or that person and lay hands on them and pray for them and confess over them Isaiah 53, 5. And Tyler and Trinity um, and even Timothy now know that. And I'll give you two, two quick examples of this. You know, we were actually, uh, this is several, a couple of years ago, maybe two or three years ago, we were down in uh, Disney and we're at Disney World. And we were over there near uh, Space Mountain and the Buzz Lightyear ride. Well, um, my it was my sister, uh, my let's see, my niece uh, Cassidy, and Mister um, Miss Ellis, and you know Amy and Tyler and Trinity, and um, I don't know if Timothy was born yet. Timothy might have, may or may not have been born. But anyway, so Timothy, <clears throat> excuse me, Ty, uh, Cassidy, my niece, we were kind of goofing around outside of the you know thing, and it was kind of dark and it was late, and we're goofing around, and, and Cassidy, she tripped over her foot and landed on her hip really, really hard on the ground, okay, and you know I didn't think twice, but I. I you know, immediately came over to Cassidy and, you know, cause she started crying and I laid hands on Cassidy and I began to pray in the spirit. And as I was laying hands on her, you know, praying in the spirit and confessing the word over her, all of a sudden I see Tyler Jr. coming around Cassidy and Tyler Jr. also started laying hands on Cassidy as well. All right. And you know, confessing, you know, Isaiah 53, 5, that by his stripes were healed and that pain and pain is going away right now and leaving Cassidy's body right now. So Tyler Jr. was, you know, he, he saw me do it and he immediately knew what he was to do. I mean, I didn't have to tell him to do it. He came around and started praying over Cassidy as well. Last night, for instance, I, I was, uh, in the gym doing box jumps in the gym and I actually misjumped on one of the taller boxes and kind of bruised my shin and it kind of it kind of cut me it was more kind of like a carpet burn uh, than anything on my shin well Timothy and Taylor are with me and as we get to the back to the house after I picked you know got them up from uh, kid club at the gym and we're headed back to the house and I get inside the door and I say, hey guys, let's take our shoes off. So Timothy goes to sit down, Taylor goes to sit down and I'm getting ready to help them, you know, take their shoes off. And Timothy says, daddy, you hurt? You hurt daddy? I said, yes, Timothy, actually I, I, I did get hurt. Oh, you need a bandaid? I said, well, I might put a bandaid on it. And then I said, Timothy, would you pray and lay hands on daddy. And Timothy, without even thinking, he immediately laid hands on me. And then, guess what? 
All of a sudden, Taylor, I said, Taylor, would you do the same thing for me? And she's, she kind of, in her own little, you know, 20-month, uh, no, 21-month old little way, she kind of waddles over to me, lays hands on me, and she, she says, Amen. And Timothy says, you know, you can hear him saying, you know, Isaiah 53, 5, and praying. He goes, Amen. But <clears throat> we are cultivating this sense in our home of that, hey, we can lay hands on people and they shall recover, all right? Because it's biblical. It's what the, you know, our Heavenly Father has asked us to do. And this is how we're cultivating this success, uh, spiritual success in our home, okay? Now, the other, the other thing that Chris talked about that I thought was really, really good was this right here. He said, you know, when your children are laying hands on somebody and praying for them, and this might be for a little bit older, maybe like Tyler Jr.'s age, but ask them what they see when they are praying, right? What they see and what they hear from the Spirit, Okay. I, we haven't exactly got to this far yet with our children yet, but I believe this is a very profound thing because, you know, God promises that we will have visions, um, you know, with what we do, all right? Now, I, I, this has happened to me when I've laid hands on people, you know, I've gotten a word or I've gotten a vision uh, either for them as I've prayed for them or as I've been praying, I've had a vision about something, but this is just things that you can encourage or ask your you know, children and say, hey, you know, when you're praying for someone, you know, did you see something? Did God reveal something to you about that person? Okay? Totally legit. Right? Now, <clears throat> number four, share supernatural stories. Okay? Now, this is something that Amy and I, we do, that we will actually tell stories uh, in from the Bible or from our own personal testimony or from you know different people's different testimonies about what God did <clears throat> uh, of a story and we'll do this mainly at the dinner table okay or if we're riding in the car and we're maybe one on one or you know one on two like we might have two of the bigs like Tyler and Trinity with us we'll do that okay quick drink of water <clears throat> Number five, we all, we also and we've done this for a very long time. Here, we have invited angels into their lives, and you know we've also told to begin to teach them and tell them because we believe this that you know they have big angels all around them, okay, and because they have big angels all around them. You know, they are actually protected, and we want them to realize that these big angels are bigger than any problem, bigger than any kind of scary thing that they might encounter, and that they're there to protect them. Because that's what it says in Psalms 91, that he gives his angels charge over you, okay? Now, we, we tell them that, you know, they might even, we've even said this to them that they might even see angels because you know what? There's been plenty of times that angels do show up and physically manifest themselves to them. 
right now, I've never seen an angel personally that I can speak of, but that does not mean it does not happen, okay? So angels can come, <laughs> I've told Tyler to expect his angels to show up, and maybe you might see one, buddy. Uh, I mean, I know recently, as I was praying for my mom, um, I could sense um, behind me this huge, huge, and it was a peaceful thing, that's one of the key indicators of, you know, an angel in your midst, but a peaceful uh, presence behind me that was bigger than my own dad. And my dad is six foot five. And this, you know, I could hear, I could feel them coming in the door uh, where I was at with my mom as I was praying for my mom. Okay. So that was number five. Number six. Do not protect them from struggles. This is probably an interesting thing right here. Um, as we know that, you know, struggles are going to happen. And, you know, we've begun to teach our children through stories of our own. And that, you know what? There's going to be sometimes opposition. There's going to be sometimes things that are going to be a little tough. Um, but we don't want to protect them from going through that struggle, okay? <clears throat> because we want them to see how God helps them overcome that struggle. We've had, you know, and the way we've done this right now is we just told stories of our own things that we've struggled and overcome by God's grace and by God's help. This is all how to create a, you know, cultivating a successful, you know, spiritually successful home, you know, for your children, okay? So do not keep them um, from struggles. Allow them to go through it and to seek God and gain wisdom from that, okay? So that was number six. Number seven, know your child's know your child after the spirit. So this kind of goes into the uh, sense of discerning spirits, okay? So <clears throat> your child, you know, has a, a gifting, a calling, a certain spirit about them that you as a parent can start to pick up on and allow that spirit to kind of be cultivated, all right? Like, for example, Trinity. Trinity has a very, you know, black and white view of things. It's either right or wrong, all right? There's not a lot of gray in the middle for her. And she, her spirit of wanting to you know, help people and protect people is a spirit that I can see inside of her. And we've actually nurtured that. I've seen the spirit of maybe creativity and building of things in, say, Tyler Jr., okay? So, you know, it's not just a matter of discerning a spirit uh, for an evil spirit, but it's also discerning the spirits of, you know, the good spirit of, you know, what is that anointing, 
you know, that you need to know them by the spirit, all right? Not so much about the, you know, physical thing, but knowing them about the spirit, because the spirit will reveal to you, you know, kind of a image of what you can sense. I know because we've, we've prayed, you know, or Tyler and Trinity and Timothy and Taylor, and we've picked up in our own spirits as mom and dad about who they're kind of be, going to become and how they're going to become. And we, we've picked that up. And so we've kind of nurtured that along the way. We've, we've actually, you know, so like, um, Tyler Jr., you know, we, we've, we've seen him have the ability to communicate and befriend people in his life and be able to speak. And so we've actually allowed him to go up in front of a group and actually talk very briefly, but still talk. Um, we've allowed him to, uh, to, to do those things or to go up and ask for, you know, things, you know, at Disney World that you normally wouldn't ask for, you know, like, for example, you know, we were at Disney World and Tyler really wanted one of, uh, there was like a, um, you know, uh, a drink cup, which it was a BB-8, you know, if you've ever watched Star Wars, you know, bb eight's the little droid in there, um, but it was a BB-8 cup, and, you know, I just, I, dad here, <laughs> I'm just being honest, I wasn't going to buy it, it was $15 to buy, you know, this, this little drink, okay, it wasn't, wasn't little, it was a big cup, and Tyler wanted it, it was in the shape of a BB-8, and he wanted it, well, his mom Knowing how that Tyler Jr., kind of one of the things we've sensed about Tyler is Tyler's going to be a, you know, a really great salesperson, okay, or a really good, you know, communicator and, you know, person. So we, Amy kind of coached Tyler on Tyler to go up and ask one of the workers there if they would be willing to give him one of those BB-8 drinks, and at first the lady said, uh, I don't know. But Tyler, you know, said, but ma'am, I really appreciate it if, if you would do that for us, for me. And what do you know? The next thing we know, here she comes walking back with the BB-8 units. Okay. But it's just cultivating that, that spirit that we can sense that Tyler or Trinity or Timothy or whoever it is has. Okay. Behind them. All right. Now I want to jump into three things. Okay, so that was number seven. Know your child after the Spirit. Okay, so the Holy Spirit's going to tell you things about your child, and you need to know them uh, by that. Then there are the last three are kind of things that Amy and I we have done as you know we've come up you know with our children. So I will call this um, number eight. So number eight is we've actually had them confess faith confessions, all right? And, you know, they're they're all based upon the Word, but they're just good things for them to say out loud about themselves. Like, you know, we would, um, we started this whenever I was, you know, we'd be taking them to preschool, Tyler and Trinity, 
And now Timothy even knows these um, confessions as well. But, you know, we would set, we'd, as we are going along, I'd have them in the back seat. And I'd say, all right, guys, let's do our, you know, faith confessions. And I'd say, you know, I'd say, I'm strong. And they'd repeat, I'm strong. And I'd say, you know, I'm fast. I'm fast. I'm quick. I'm quick. I mean, they would do these confessions. I'd say, I'm rich. And they would say, I'm rich. I'm a millionaire. I'm a mil-. They would say these things, you know, out loud. Um, you know, and confess these things. And we just started cultivating again that harvest or that um, mindset that, you know, you speak what you want. You speak to who you are um, out loud. You confess the Word of God over your situation or about, you know, who you are in Christ, that you're a winner. And say, I'm a winner, all right? We, we spoke these things uh, for you know to teach them how to say that at a very very young age because we knew they were very impressionable all right the last two so number I guess this would be number eight okay number eight we taught we've taught them from a very very young age to respect and honor authority figures all right um, especially mom and dad all right but you know anybody that is an authority over them is to show respect and honor um, and mainly by saying please thank you yes ma'am no ma'am yes sir no sir um, you know to them because this right here you know even though it's not like a you know you wouldn't think it's a super spiritual thing but I promise you that when you whatever you honor or whatever you show appreciation or respect to, that right there increases. So we know, and we know this. I mean, it says this in the Word that, you know, God says, you know, because you honor me, you will increase. And that's in Second, uh, I think it's in Second Samuel that he says that. I'm not sure chapter and verse right now. But we know that, hey, if you show honor to someone in authority, then there are benefits to that. And we've done this where that we've corrected Tyler or Trinity, you know, and just coaching them to say, yes, sir, no, sir, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, please, thank you. You know, I mean, even Taylor yesterday um, was actually wanting, you know, uh, something, you know, from the table. And I, and I said, I, this is kind of a patented thing that, or normal thing that we say, Taylor, how do you ask? And she'll immediately say, please, please may I have that. And it's just something that we've cultivated of a sense of honor and respect in our house for people of authority that are in your life, okay? Because, man, I'm telling you, I mean, it, you know, honoring your father and mother is a big deal because... It's really, you know, if you read that in Deuteronomy's, uh, no, yeah, Deuteronomy, that, you know, that's one of the Ten Commandments that comes with a promise, you know, that you'll actually, you know, go well with you and you'll have long life. I mean, it says that right there. I mean, it's awesome. So that's a huge thing right there. And then the last one, which I feel like is probably um, the one that has been the, one of the best ones 
that we have, you know, Amy and I, we have instilled into our children or into our family. And that is that we model and we have, Amy and I both have, it's not, you know, sometimes it doesn't happen every day, but it happens pretty much, I'd say 95% of the time that we actually have and spend time in prayer and reading our Bible in the morning. And a lot of times our children will come in and find us in our bedroom, having our quiet time, having our time with the Lord. And, you know, we've even kind of had to shoo them out of there because one of the things that we model is that we, and we try to help them understand is that this time with the whole, with our heavenly father, with, uh, with, with, with Holy Spirit is some of, is actually one of the most important times of our day and that we don't need to be interrupted during that time. Yes, if there's an emergency or, you know, somebody hits somebody or something, you know, has happened, yeah, we can get, mommy and daddy can get up, but we've asked them to actually leave the room because we're finishing up reading our Bible or we're actually you know, talking to the Holy, uh, our Heavenly Father about something in our quiet time. And they see that. They know that this is a priority in our life. And we've explained to them that we need to hear from the Lord because hearing from the Lord and having a relationship with the Lord is the most important thing that we can do on a daily basis. Okay? And so, you know, we've seen it now where that, you know, uh, We'll ask Tyler or ask Trinity, you know, if they do come into our room, I'll ask them or Amy will ask them, hey, have you read your Bible this morning? And, you know, sometimes they'll go uh, back upstairs and get their Bible and they'll go read it. Sometimes they don't. Um, But at least they know that, hey, this is a priority, something that we're modeling. You know, we're not trying to force it on them and make them go read their Bible or go spend time in prayer or anything like that. But this is something that we've modeled for them. Okay? So, I wanted to share that uh, with you. I feel like you probably got a little bit out of that. Um, teaching those 10 things right there. Um, you know, put them into practice. You know, if you want to message me on Twitter, go ahead. I definitely would, uh, you know, love to have a conversation about this on Twitter. If you got a question about some clarity on something, we probably can do it there. But uh, appreciate you guys. Y'all have a blessed, blessed day and best of success to you God's way. If you feel inspired to take your God-given skills to the next level, download our free report called The Five Tools That Every Marketplace Christian Needs to Crush It in Their Career. God loves when we use the abilities He's blessed us with to do amazing work in the marketplace. So download your report by visiting the successedge.biz slash tools right now. And we'll see you on the next episode of The Success Edge. Thank you.